0: think you guys will resonate with this. in the back of my mind I can hear my parents, my like friends as a as a child, you know parents of friends as a child saying to me like just go the safe route like don't take risks. you might that might not work out like why do you have those crazy ideas? and I I'm sure you guys can relate like as an entrepreneur personality, growing up that was the noise constantly being told to me. And what I forgot about was after I created the success, that noise went away. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 349. Hello my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing week and not going too crazy or too stressed over the holidays. I know it's a lot. It feels like a lot and it and it sneaks up. I don't know, there's something weird about Christmas being on a Saturday this year where it's like, wow, I'm almost going to like finish my week. We're, Friday is a holiday for Hirsch Marketing. We're taking it off, but going to finish my week and then it's going to be Christmas. Like (laughs) it's here. I need to make sure I have everything. So I hope you guys are going to slow down and enjoy the time. Enjoy this last week of the year. I can't believe we're here. Um, I'm excited for today's episode. So what we did today, this is the final episode in our rewind series of kind of like the look back on 2021 and pulling some top clips, but we pulled any of the episodes where I actually shared a hard struggle, a leadership lesson, a leadership win or epiphany that I had. These are the episodes that I do that aren't always directly related to marketing, but I am an entrepreneur like most of you guys listening and I'm growing a team and every single day I'm learning and I'm making mistakes and I'm getting better at what I'm doing. And so I share those with you guys in many different episodes. And so we pulled the top clips from those episodes to kind of share one Really great, you know, mega episode. It's not really that long, but one one main episode that kind of brings it all together. And I think this is a perfect time of year to really reflect on your leadership and yourself. And I think you have to become the CEO that you want to be in the future in order to have the business. So if you want to have a $10 million business, you have to be the CEO of a $10 million business before you can have that. You have to start acting in that way. And I think that's a really powerful thing to reflect on and ask yourself, you know, if I was going to have, you know, the business size of my dreams, how would I act differently? How would I show up differently as a leader? And are you doing that today or not? So enjoy, you guys. I decided hard stop, I told my team. I will I am not going to be on Instagram stories throughout my day. I will pre-record a video for my podcast. We can share content on there, that's good, but I'm not documenting my day in real time and I'm not doing Clubhouse. Because here's what I've come to the conclusion of is I started asking myself this question. And that is, what would a billionaire do? And I know that they don't document behind the scenes of their day and and feel like they have to be visible everywhere. And if you don't show it, then it's not really happening. And this pressure and what I, that what that piece right there, if you don't show the success, that guilt of like, it's not real. At least for me, I feel that sometimes. If I don't show you behind the scenes of my day and my kids and my team, like then how are you going to know about my success? And you feel that pull, but that's BS. You don't have to give in to that pull to be visible everywhere to show your success everywhere you can just silently behind the scenes be building your empire and you can very intentionally choose how you show up online that doesn't mean you're choosing between not doing any social media and doing social media it means you're being intentional and strategic with how you do it I don't care because I have a better way that I can put my time to get to, to net the same results and so here's what I really want you guys to think about In marketing, it's not about how many things can you do. How many ways can you grow your organic social media and show up and do content? And how many ways can you do that? It's about what are the very few ways that you can do things very, very well. What will kill your marketing success is trying to do everything and then not doing anything quality. But right now, like if you just gave yourself a week and you turned off all the social media and all the noise out there, you would be amazed at the clarity of your mental thinking compared to when you have it constantly on. And and the reason I know this is because I've had the contrast of both. And every time I've taken social media off my phone for an extended period of time and kind of like re got rid of the addiction from it, really, um, and then gone back, I noticed like massively the increase in just Uneasiness. You're just constantly like, oh, I gotta check that and do this and refresh the feed and do this. And and it's like this constant, and that kills your creativity, the ability to think deeply, to make decisions. It it's really not good. So if you are in a phase where you need to do that level of hustling, and in order for people to see your business and see who you are in your offers and your funnels and your product, you have to show up online. Do that temporarily until you get to a certain point and then invest in paid ads and remove yourself from it. But have a plan. Have a plan that, because what I see happen is people, that's the only thing they know how to do because that's how they built their business. So they built their business, let's say organically from showing up on Instagram and doing Instagram stories and they were able to you know, build a following of people and so that's all they know how. That's how they've built their business. And they don't challenge themselves to Get to a place where they can remove themselves from that hustle. Because if you are at a million for sure, but if you're even six to seven figures, you want to be building a business that's not dependent on you every single day. And part of that means you don't want to have to show up on social media in order to drive your sales. You can still have a social media presence, it can be intentional with a team, with paid ads. But you don't want to have okay if I don't do Instagram stories for a week am I going to lose all my sales that would be terrible so your goal should be to get out of that hamster wheel and you might be in a place listening to this where you're brand new get on clubhouse get on Instagram stories go do those things figure out what works build your visibility prove your product prove your messaging and then invest in paid ads. Because that's not a forever sustainable strategy. So if I was five years ago in my business, we'd be having a different conversation right now. But what I'm seeing on Clubhouse is people I love who are like all of a sudden accessible four hours a day. And I'm like, what are you valuing, valuing your time at? and one thing that came up was the the fear of of failure that i'm feeling again and in the back of my mind and i this is where it's like this is so vulnerable for me but i think you guys will resonate with this in the back of my mind i can hear my parents my like friends as a as a child you know parents of friends as a child saying to me like just go the safe route like don't take risks you might that might not work out like why do you have those crazy ideas and i i'm sure you guys can relate like as an entrepreneur personality growing up that was the noise constantly being told to me and what i forgot about was after i created the success that noise went away people stopped saying that to me once i had the multi million dollar business and they're not saying it to me now like i don't have My parents saying this to me now and I love my parents like we have a super great relationship They they just did it out of like wanting what's best for me And it's unusual for someone to drop out of college to have a child at 20 and still be successful And so I was journaling and and I don't even know like I didn't start out with this Journal, but I was like I wasn't like writing about this, but it just came up where I was like I just need to recognize like I believe in myself and it does feel hard right now the people around me, like even employees, my husband, my family, like I tell them about the software, but I can tell when you talk about it, they're like, okay, you know, like I'm sure it's going to be great, but they don't really see the vision. And I know you guys probably relate to this. Whereas like as entrepreneurs, as visionaries, we have to get so far outside of like what's a normal, like, average person's comfort zone that they can completely not relate. Like, when I talk to friends about, like, starting this new company and my vision and my idea, like, they're very nice about it, but they don't understand. Like, the only people who understand are really other people visionaries and entrepreneurs and that can be really lonely because my other friends who are visionaries and entrepreneurs they don't have time to sit there and be like you got this you know and be my little support system they will if I called them up and needed them but I noticed like I hadn't had a conversation around that in a long time around like, am I making the right choice? Is this gonna be, you know, great? And I know it is. Like, I believe with every part of my body that this is the right choice. And I can feel, it's like that gut instinct. I believe in the product we're creating. I'm so excited for it. It can't come fast enough. But I just noticed this started to like seep in where I was having like old visions of of like, maybe I should play it safe. Maybe I shouldn't invest in in all of this because it I could lose all this money what I started thinking about was this like subtle fear of failing. Like what else is this holding me back from? Where am I still putting myself in this box of like, you need to, follow the rules you need to think inside of this box that society says you should or other people say you should or the people that your family or even your partner like I love my husband and he's so supportive of me and he believes in this software but not to the point where he understands what I'm going through in terms of like the investment the decisions the vision like he just like believes in me But he doesn't get it because it's not his vision. And that's where it's really hard. The question to challenge is like, where is this coming up for you? And where is this holding you back in your business? And my guess is that this comes up and holds you back in moving forward and making decisions. Business is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard. And ultimately, what I want to say is that you're not alone. And I have felt in the last week a little bit alone because I've had to make decisions or show up when I didn't want to show up. And like I just wanted to quit some days and I still showed up, but I felt alone because it was like, who can I even tell that I'm going through this because nobody understands it. business is really hard and if anyone thinks otherwise or tells you otherwise or makes you feel like because their social media highlight reel makes it look like it's so easy for them, I can guarantee you 100% there's not a single entrepreneur out there that does not have a struggle or a frustration or a problem in their lap that they're dealing with. And sometimes it's harder than others. Like, I mean, I've been on the podcast before when I've been like, everything's going so great and it's so awesome and I'm feeling so in flow and whatever. And like, that is also a huge percentage of my years but then I also have hard times things happen and I feel that pressure the second thing I want to say is you know if you are a CEO and an entrepreneur and you understand what I'm saying when I say that the pressure is real the pressure of being a breadwinner being responsible for employees being the one to make big calls when you don't even know if it's the right decision and people are looking to you for an answer and you're like I don't know but I'll make this decision and it will come back on me if it's the wrong one That pressure, everyone also feels that. So you're also not alone if you feel that. And the third thing is, if you made a mistake, if you are having, you know, a situation where you feel like you're failing, because that's what happens to me when, you know, something goes wrong, it comes back on me and I'm like, man, I suck. You know, that's what it that's what it turns to. If you're feeling like that, I encourage you to talk to a friend or somebody about it, even if they don't fully understand because I noticed in myself that I wasn't telling anyone, actually even in my entrepreneur friends like they'd be like, "Oh, how are you doing?" "Oh, great." And I'd just like share the good things about, you know, business and because there are good things, there's a lot of great things. I just shared how we restructured our team like there are good things happening. But I noticed in myself that because I was afraid of being judged or admitting to something going wrong. And this is probably goes back to my own like childhood trauma of like having to always have, you know, an image of. Everything's perfect. Everything's great. And that's my own thing. But I know other people feel this way too. And so for me, I noticed that I was like not even people who genuinely cared and wouldn't have judged me because I was judging myself. I was not. I was holding back like the truth. I wasn't being like, yeah, this is great, but we're really struggling here. I'm really struggling here because I have this going on or I had to make this decision to hire this developer. And you know, invest X amount of money for the next five months, not really knowing how this is gonna work out. Like those are the type of things I'm dealing with. You're not alone. Business is really hard. And also the lot like the last piece of this that I want to say is like we signed up for this and we're made for this. And 95% plus of the population could not handle the pressure that we have as entrepreneurs, but we can. And we don't know any other way but to get through it, but to have that grit and to get to the other side to grow. What are you best in the world at? What is your company best in the world at? And so this is a lens I've been looking at everything in my business for the last several months through this lens and I think it's really powerful. What do you want to be known for? What are you, you can do better than anybody else out there, different and people should come and work with you and your brand because of that. What is your company best in the world at? And it really shouldn't be complicated. Being very clear as a company at what you're the best in the world at is going to drive all of your messaging. It's going to drive your strategy. It's going to drive your ad copy. It will drive your emails. It will drive how you show up with your audience and and all of that. So, Being clear on that will then help you. So now, you know, when we look at our social media or we look at our ad copy and what we're doing, we're even simplifying our marketing because of this, of like, what do we want to be known for? Which led us to, we're going to have only one funnel. This is what people want the most. This is what we want to be known for. And yes, we have the ability as a team to do four funnels and all these things because I've got three full-time marketing people on my team, but Can we be the best when we do that? Is that showing very clearly what we're the best at to our audience and our potential audience? And so once you're clear at what you're the best in the world at and you're clear on that in terms of your actual delivery and offers that you're selling, then that translates over to your marketing because then you can run everything you put out, whether it's a webinar or a sales page or an email or an ad, you can run it through the filter of, is this obvious just from this what I'm the best in the world at, what my company is the best in the world at? I told my husband like I don't even know how I'm able to like have all these balls in the air and then I was like yeah I do it's because of all this support that I have and especially around my personal life and I've basically set up the way my life is is that I'm either 100% all in working 100% all in taking care of myself and doing self-care type activities or 100% all in with my family or friends and I don't have to spend time doing the things i really don't want to do nor should i be doing now i will definitely acknowledge that i'm privileged to have this that I am fortunate to have this and and so grateful for it but I also don't want to say that I don't have it and I want to make sure that people understand when you see somebody who looks like they're doing it all like people say this to me all the time how do you have 3 kids and run your business and you're starting a new company like do you even sleep and I'm like yeah I sleep 8 hours <laughs> 8 hours a night I I'm doing this because I'm not doing it all because I have a whole background of support and then that's just my personal life I obviously have an entire team supporting me and so you can have it all, but you cannot do it all, and and that expectation on yourself that you should just throw that away today and and get support where you can. Now, when I started my business, I I didn't have any money to ha- have support, so we did not have this, and I worked it out with my husband so that we, you know, I I worked half, and then we split the day, and he were and then he was with our kid at the time, and and. We changed off and then the first thing I did was hire a nanny when I could and, and that was like my first hire then I built on that. And so you don't need all of that help tomorrow but you need to figure out where are you putting the most amount of your time in your personal life that if you were able to get that back you could either have more time to work on your business or for yourself. So the concept is called the knowledge gap. The knowledge gap is essentially you have a knowledge gap around what you're an expert in because you are an expert in it, you're knowledgeable. And so you have stories and experiences and perspectives and all of these things in your head around what you do in your business or what you teach or what you're an expert in that you forget about when you go to teach somebody else or or create content. With your marketing, whether it's a webinar or a video or a podcast or emails, like you have to remember that the person reading it or watching it or listening to that content doesn't have the level of knowledge that you have and you need to meet them where they're at and speak to them in their language, which is really hard to do. So whatever you spend your time doing, which is probably related to your business, what you teach and how you attract your audience, you live and breathe that, right? You're you're in there every day, You you understand the language. It's like second nature to you, but your audience doesn't. And so if you go teach a webinar or you create a podcast or you create some form of content and you forget about that knowledge gap, then you create a disconnect, right, with your content. And I love this because essentially, if you can remember that knowledge gap and meet your audience where they're at, you're able to create better content. You're able to create and, and connect with your audience better and create content that they that sticks like the like the book the ideas that you have in the content you have like it's going to stick with the audience cuz you're able to relate to them if people can't connect with what you're saying if people can't fully see themselves in implementing what you're saying or doing what you're saying or understanding what you're saying if they can't connect that to their own life they're going to forget it they're going to forget what you're saying it's not going to make an impact on them but I can tell you that the person who hears me go and say a speech and I tell them about having their sales goals be based, you know, their budget be based off their sales goals with their ads. And I challenge that and they and that clicks for them in that moment. They won't forget me. They won't forget that. And and you've probably had, you know, I for sure had moments where somebody said something that was the simplest thing and it clicked for you, right? You don't forget those people, those brands and that information. And That's what you're trying to do with your audience. Balls are always going to be dropping, glass balls and rubber balls in a company. You just have to make sure the glass balls aren't the ones dropping. The concept being, if you're growing, you're constantly going to have problems. I scrolled Facebook for like five minutes and one thing I noticed is in that time, I saw at least three different ads and just content that was all geared towards this shiny object like you got to go one was like you better jump to the new platform you need to go to youtube ads and another was like this is the you know the strategy that you need to implement in your business right now and so the the messaging out there constantly which is how people sell their things <laughs> the messaging out there is constantly like that shiny object like go to this different platform go to this new strategy test this different offer Go to maybe this new business or this business structure and like they you know it's all presented as like that is the answer to your problems which you know in some cases those strategies or things being sold they're not bad strategies but what I often see is people jump around platforms or offers or funnel strategies Or even businesses, right? They jump all around and then they don't solve the core problems. It's kind of like if you are in a relationship, you're in a marriage or you're in a relationship and it's just not working, right? I've seen this happen where people then, you know, you blame the person that you are in a relationship with and you think the answer is, well, if I just leave or I go find somebody else who meets all these criteria, it will solve my problem. But you go find someone else and then all the problems are still there, right? So so we do this in other places in our life where we think the answer is like go to the other new thing, but we never solve the core problem. You're going to have the thought of, of the answer is something new. The answer is like completely trash whatever's going wrong jump to something new. And there are days when I'm like, I want to just go start a new business. And in my mind, that sounds easy. But then I'm like, hold up, Emily, let's think about this. Starting a new business. Are you kidding me? All the work I've done for these, you know, last five years on process and building my team and messaging and brand awareness and understanding our customer, like hell no, is that going to be easier? So it sounds easy, but it's not, right? And we all know also the reality is you can't just go, you know, jump over to a new platform or launch a new strategy or even a new business and it's just going to work out the gate. What I want you to remember is the answer is not in the new thing. It's not in the shiny object. It's in solving what you're already sitting on. And you may not have clarity on that yet, but allow yourself the time and space to think and Try and figure out what that is, what that core foundational problem is when you challenge yourself to push through what is feeling hard and solve that problem. I like to look at any problem, any struggle, anything like that in my company. We don't even call it a problem. We call it an opportunity because it really is. Anytime something goes wrong or there's an issue or we, you know, drop a ball That's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity for improvement. And so especially as you grow a team and you grow a company, that's critical. But sometimes we want to just forget that and go to something new because that sounds easier. So I encourage you guys to evaluate first everything you are doing. Because you might be putting resources into something that you don't even fully realize Or you're doing it because you've been doing it forever and that's why you're doing it. I mean, how many times do we have things like that in our business where it's like we did not even think to change that because we've been doing it like that for two years? Look at everything you're doing and then ask yourself, in addition to creating lists and to-do lists and projects and goals around what you're going to do, what you're doing in the future, what are you going to stop doing? What are you going to let go of? What marketing efforts or budgets that you're putting out or resources or contractors you've hired to help you or your time or platforms or tools what are you going to stop doing what are you going to actually clear out and remove from your business and their goals and I think this will be a very at least it was for me when I started thinking like this a very empowering exercise it feels like a relief when you actually make the commitment and say like for example for me I made the commitment and I said I am not doing clubhouse hard stop yes it might get me leads yes it might get me traffic and yes it might get me sales I don't care I'm not doing it because my resources are better spent in other places that will get me even more traffic even more sales and so that concept of a business will suffer and die from that indigestion of great ideas of great opportunities and and instead of starving from good ones there is no lack of good opportunities you can go out there and find so many different ways that you can generate traffic and leads and sales in your business, but at the end of the day, you have to do a couple of initiatives really well to really succeed. This is my first podcast I'm recording after all of the craziness that happened in Texas. If you didn't see it on the news, which I think it was all over the news, I don't know because I didn't have power. Everything was completely frozen. Like the trees were ice, the roads were ice and it caused all of these issues the biggest one being the power so we lost power for just over 50 hours after you you go through something like that like during it it sucked but it's just like okay i can't really like break down or complain about this because I need to be strong and then afterwards you're like holy crap like I did I did that and then also you realize just how quickly something like that can happen the ultimate test of your business of could it run without you is to do what happened go off grid and see what happens and i am so excited and proud and almost emotional about the fact that i created a company we didn't even skip a single beat. Sales still came in. We delivered to our clients perfectly. All of our monthly goals are on track to be accomplished. Decisions were made. Team members, like recruiting happened, hiring, everything kept on moving. And that's one thing I thought, you know, is is if, this was forced on me that I couldn't work. There's so many people who that was forced on, and they won't make money or they won't, you know, get paid. I felt so sorry for the the businesses that have been had to close down for COVID and now had another week they had to shut down. But I was able to create this company that an emergency basically happened and I couldn't show up at all, and everything ran literally perfect. I mean, the only thing that now we're behind on is this recording my podcast, which is fine. So that's amazing and. If you can create that as your end goal of your company, of creating a company where it runs without you, it should be because that is a level of freedom that you really can't get any other way. And so that's one of my goals. But then also the the business lesson is for me or leadership lesson is really one defining, but then also communicating my end goal as a CEO, which I don't know if I have yet. Like I might not have figured it out yet, but once you create enough, once you really have, a you know, a $1 million business, that's enough money to, to support a family. And now what is the point? Like why keep, why keep doing what you're doing? Obviously because you're driven, you want to have an impact. I know all those things and all of those things are true for me. I love what I do. I want to work. I, I'm at times addicted to work, but why? What's the bigger goal? And why am I creating what I am creating in the company? And who am I? If you remove work and you remove being a mom and you're forced to just, you know, sit there and and do nothing, who am I? And so those are the questions I'm asking of, you know, that, that fable of, okay, if I, you know, that, you know, if you do this and you do this and you do this, and then you will have this, you know, dream retirement or this dream life. What is that dream life for me right now? And and I'm not going to wait anymore. If there are things that I'm not doing. That I'm not doing because I am keeping myself busy. Finding things to do in my company. Creating urgency that's not there. Or or a reason to be you know, hustling or, or working late. Like so many times do I catch myself being like. I have to get this done today or tonight. And it's like why? You don't. Just be late one day. Push it back one week. In, in exchange for not having that constant stress. I have a a doing obsession like I said I know if someone said to me take this week off no calls and you don't have to work but be at home and do you know be at home and, and do nothing and you'll still have your nanny you'll still have your house cleaner all those things which I actually didn't you know obviously with the snowstorm but let's say I had my regular life and I just didn't have to work I would choose to work I would create things to do because I don't know what else to do and That's something I'm going to be personally challenging as a leader because I think it will make me grow in a different way as a person and allow me to show up better as a leader for my community, for my team, and and look at that. Because I think some of the best ideas and also experiences will come from just being – doing nothing. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed those clips. I think my favorite one was the thinking of what would a billionaire do? That's something that I listened back to that clip and I was like, "Mm, I got to bring that back in my life. (laughs) I forgot about that one. I think that one is really powerful in questioning everything that you're doing. And then I also think there's a lot in here where I'm sharing with you guys, that business is not easy that we are not in this to sit back and it's easy and that that a lot of people portray being a ceo being a leader as easy and not requiring a lot of effort and that is just not the case and so if you're setting yourself up with that type of an expectation where you think that you shouldn't have to struggle or you shouldn't have to learn lessons or you know kind of be pushed outside your comfort zone you're never going to meet those expectations so really leaning in on our growth and the ability to kind of observe and look at how we can be better especially going into this new year thanks so much for tuning in today guys and I'll talk to you next week